you uh so we we talk a little bit about the youtube algorithm and how we don't understand it um and so so, so you i feel like i get better recommendations than you do, well, do you f- I, it's probably just because i watch like more fundamentally boring stuff but lately it's been Maybe. recommending me top gear and that's been good that's good but no like so like like i a couple days ago you know i made a t-bone steak i sent you a picture of it um yes. and uh and you know whatever I, I made it wrong but i was going on youtube because i know that t-bones are a little bit different than like a cheap chuck steak or whatever i wanted to make it a yeah. little uh, more correctly so I went on YouTube and looked for a couple of videos on how to make a T-bone steak, found a good one, watched it, and made the steak. And then I started getting recommendations for a steak channel, like a channel that just is a dude who makes uh, – he makes other stuff too, but primarily makes steaks. Uh, it's going to be like every time it's just him grilling a steak, and that's the channel. Well, it's I mean, it's not – it's partially that, but like he does ex- experiments and stuff. So like his most recent, like he cooked a Wagyu brisket. He dry ages steaks in like different stuff. So he dry ages steak in Nutella. What? Um, there's one uh, cooked every meat in a cast iron skillet to see what it's like. Cooked steak twenty five different ways. Like it's it's actually interesting. I subscribe to the Sounds fucking like channel. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't understand. Like there's one I dry aged every kind of meat, ate them, and this happened. Um, it's 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 an interesting channel, and I actually really like it. And I don't know, like I I it must be because I watched this one steak video that YouTube's like, oh, you watched one video on how to make steaks? You must love steaks. And like, it's not wrong, but why would it recommend them to me? <laughs> no, it's, it's just like, didn't it, isn't it just like how it recommended dank pods to you out of Like nowhere? it recommended dank pods to me. It recommended dank pods. And suddenly I was, I was like, you know what? I don't get it, <laughs> but I love it. You know, like... <laughs> And I also I'm like, man, I now I just want to buy a bunch of steaks and like make steaks in different ways. I I've, I've never uh gotten a T-bone. I I prefer like really lean cuts. So. Honestly, I, the only reason I got a T-bone was because it was like 7 bucks a pound at the grocery store. Nice. It was on sale, so I was like, "Oh, that's a good deal. I can I let, let me that's try some T-bone." Super nice. I would have gotten it for that. Yeah, exactly. It might have been 8, like 7 7 or 8 bucks a pound. I was like, "Okay, well, that's like half off. Like the that's a good enough deal for me place. to pick up a steak." Last time I went to the place in town where like has good steak, it was the prices were like fifty percent over like their non sale price. I'm like, I like steak, but I don't like like eighteen dollars for a. I know, I know, like uh, that there you know, good steaks cost much more than that. Good steaks to grill cost much more than that. But right. like I'm used to getting a New York strip for like. You know, or or a sirloin for not much, and then no, you, can get, you can get a decent a decent good steak for like ten bucks, ten fifteen bucks, and and grill it at home. Yeah, you know, like it'd be like eight dollars for you know a lot of times it'll be like a dollar an ounce, which is yeah, maybe a yeah, little this, bit less. So typically, this, be on, this on T-bone sale. was was it was one point one eight pounds, and it was just over ten bucks. Like it was. I mean that's it's hard to beat. I mean a lot some of that's bone too, but obviously like yeah, it's still no, it's still a good. The, I throw it in the sous vide. Um, haven't used it in a while. It's just because I haven't been buying steak, and also with my mom has just been. I just I do a lot of like white meat, like chicken especially. Yeah, yeah. My, my mom, my mom doesn't eat beef generally. Uh, like for like a halal thing generally. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I could go to the Daisy grocery store and like the the Indian grocery store and and get actual meat and convince her to have it but really she prefers uh she prefers white meat anyway Mm -hmm. um so 
like literally it was it was literally i looked on the thing i said like this is a really good deal i'm gonna get it and my, like my dad's like you know like well mom's not gonna eat that i'm like it's fine I'll, I'll get one steak for myself i haven't had steak in a while this is a good deal let me get the fucking steak <laughs> so i got the steak and my dad had some of it it was it was good um i, sh- I showed you the picture i yeah. i didn't sear it properly um and actually, when I reheated it, I had half of it and then reheated it later in the skillet. Same thing. I just, I, I just you know, pan seared it again. Um, and then the second time, it, I actually did sear it properly. So it, it actually came out better. I mean, the picture you sent, it looks good. And the potatoes are really good. The potatoes, yeah, the potatoes are easy. The potatoes are just um, like diced potatoes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, like half inch cubes, basically. Um tossed in uh canola oil and then salt pepper in the air fryer for 10 minutes 15 minutes yeah yeah okay very steak easy looks yeah. Good. Yeah. potatoes potatoes you can't really screw up potatoes <laughs> it's hard to screw up steak too you can't really screw up like if you get a steak well, hold on and you throw it on if you, you get a steak you throw it on the pan with some salt and some pepper and some butter like you just gotta do it for the right amount of time you can overcook it <laughs> you can definitely overcook a steak but it's hard to screw up a steak. Unless you overcook it, which is Unless very easy to do. It. It's not that easy to overcook a steak. <laughs> uh, well, that, that, I mean, that is the one I thing. Mean, when I, when that, I reheated that I it, it, it's, it's, it's perfect every time. Like, every... Yeah. Well, have you, have you, ever, um, have you ever done the, the uh, dishwasher thing? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you heard like of this? There like, like a Mythbusters episode of them trying to cook things in a dishwasher. I don't know. I, I've heard of this before. And actually, the, the steak channel that I saw did the same thing. And like straight up like he put it in a, in a vacuum seal bag threw it in the dishwasher and it came out exactly like a sous vide steak yeah I, I mean i believe it it's crazy it's like it's like dogs and cats living together mass hysteria And welcome to this episode of Motion City Podcast. I'm Naim Siddiqui. Joining me as always is Jake Walton. How's it going, Jake? It's going great. Uh, it's happening again, Jake. It is. Uh, we are back with another episode. Um, this episode, we're talking about hysteria. Uh, first of all, I, I think we mentioned last episode we were going to have a guest on this episode. He's not going to be on this episode. He's going to be in a couple weeks. Uh, just scheduling stuff uh, worked out that way. But we will. We are. We do have a, a guest that I'm very excited about. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we'll have. You know, we're we're trying to get more and more guests on. Uh, we have sent sort of feelers out to other people. So we're we're trying to trying to grow the show. But uh, for now, it's just the two of us. Uh, which I'm always happy about. I'm always happy to talk to Jake about <laughs> Modern Motion City soundtrack. Um, Jake, today we are talking about Hysteria. It is the what number track? Is it the seventh, eighth track? Tenth, tenth track, tenth track. Uh, oh right, it's right after uh Hubert. Um, yep. Track tenth nine. track. Fr- yes. Uh, which is what I <laughs> called it. I called it track nine until we decided to call it Hubert as a as a show. And so now it is, so now it's burned in my head that Cubert is track nine, uh, and his, so hysteria, hysteria is track ten yep. on the fourth album, My Dinosaur Life, uh, produced by Mark Hoppus. Uh, 
I, I mean, I was going to ask Jake why you picked this song, but we sort of picked this together. Uh, it was just uh, it was uh, a couple of songs off of... We, we haven't done My Dinosaur Life, and I was surprised at how long it's been since we've done My Dinosaur yeah, Life. Right? And we've done only three songs from My Dinosaur Life, right? I think it's because we did uh, Her Words and Pulp Fiction back-to-back. I, I think uh, that is the that was the well, we've we've kind of touched it. Um, so yeah, and then and then Worker Bee obviously was our first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh yeah, so it's been a while since we've done my dinosaur life. So it's it's good to come back to this to this record, um, especially because so I think the l- last week I talked about how there's not enough Moog in this record. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I listened to Hysteria, and there's a ton of Moog in, al- in this song. Yeah. This this is a Moog heavy song. Um, and maybe I need to go back and re-listen to the album uh, some more to be like, is there I, not well, enough Moog? I mean, I I just listened through it. Like, and you I, agree? I you agree through, there's not enough Moog, but this one is sure. a lot. <laughs> um, well, so it's, it's that thing. It's like it's like the strings on on even if it kills me. It's like it's sure. really good on the on the songs that they're on. And yeah. you're like, well, man, what if they kept adding it to the songs? And they're like, well, if they kept adding it, maybe it'd just come out really badly. And well, sure. No, all the classic the songs, all the classic MCA songs have Moog, right? But, uh, and, you know, it's it's just that maybe maybe it's well, yeah, just a tiny bit of rationalization, like, oh, it's not in I, the song, I so I don't know how it would be if they added Moog to a song that didn't have enough Moog, but I think if they came in thinking we want to have the Moog be an important part of the song, the songs might have been written a little differently. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know who knows. But this—that's well, uh, this... the other thing. How like this was wasn't the, you were saying this this album was initially tracked with Fadio, and then Tony came in and did his own drums on every song. Correct. Yeah, I, like, I, I believe like nine most of this album. Yeah, was was they they recorded the whole thing with Claudio doing drum parts, and then Tony came in and did the whole tracking without listening to Claudio's drum parts. Um, which is, you know, because uh, obviously, uh, as we've mentioned, Claudio, uh, who joined the band for the sixth and final record, or sixth and, and latest as of now record, um, was was Tony's drum tech for a while. So so he was friends with the band. That's why he was the one who joined the band when, when Tony left. Um, so in this in this record, and he also did backing vocals on Qbert. Um, but yeah, that's that's why uh, that's why Claudio did the back the the tracking on this one. So yeah, so because t- this was when Tony's arm was broken, which we have mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, and it was and it's really fucking broken. <laughs> yes, yes, we have seen the photos of the of the X rays. They were on his Instagram story a while back. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very weird. They, they did say this like some of them were were electronic beats and drum machines, but some of it was Claudio. I don't I don't know how much was how much. But uh, but there was definitely uh, some some number of Claudio trying to write like Tony, uh, and well, yeah. Uh, so and, like so like anyway, th- this this album feels where the Moog is is lessened. It feels like and the drums and the guitars have stepped up. Like this song, you have the beginning with a guitar riff with with Josh, and they carry Sue in the in the bass line as well. The other song that we we're talking about doing, which was Delirium, starts with a bass from Matt. And yeah. I, uh, you know, we we're just talking about track nine starts right in with the drums. Um, right. So I feel like they did, they did fill the mood, not, not replace it exactly, but like 
Sure. Well, I mean, so I mean, good because this song, the song we're talking about, is a Moog heavy song. There, there is a a through line of Moog yeah. in here. There is a Moog solo in this song. Like, there's, you know, this this song is like if if you want the Motion City soundtrack Moog sound, um, you know, it, on this record, I think it's mostly this, and mm-hmm. there's a little bit on her words. Yeah. Um, and you know, there, there's obviously some sprinkled throughout, but but this is this is probably the 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 Moogiest of the songs on this on this record. Um. Which is which is nice because then it gives uh, it gives Jesse something to do besides just hype the whole rest of the band up. <laughs> Although uh, once again, I, I mentioned in the her words episode, uh, Jesse like smacking the shit out of the cowbell on the on her words uh, is the best. It's so good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, did you uh, anything else about the instrumentation on this one uh, besides the Moog? Uh, you already mentioned obviously the. Um, the, you know it starts with that sort of driving guitar that that carries through the bass line um and interestingly so because we because you know when we were looking for covers we found a lot of drum covers for this yeah. one um and there are some some cool drum parts and, and we're going to talk a little bit later about the drum parts because tony did a drum along um actually you know let's just play the tony drum along right now uh i'm going to play the the sort of drum fill going into the the instrumental bridge It's really interesting. I mean, this is obviously a very different process than than they were used to and that any band ever does, I think, which is that the drums came in last just due to the fact that Tony's arm was broken, right? So, like, the whole record was written and recorded pretty much before um, he came in, before Tony came in to, to do the drums. So there's a lot more, I guess, that he can sort of do to own the drums in the song in the places that that's he a thinks. really good owning the drums feels like a really good because that is to me like you've now you've put a word to it yeah it feels like the drums are and it's weird because like i like the drums on all of these songs but i wouldn't necessarily point to one well skin and bones i really love the drums on um as far as this album but like you know when you think about when you think about drumming across their discography like drums are feel very present on this album, but I wouldn't. I'm, I'm just saying I don't know that I point to any of this other than Skin and Bones is like a real favorite of his drumming. I, I yeah. like it all. I really like it on track nine. Um, so it's interestingly too, because so they mentioned um, th- that they almost cut this song from the final track listing. Uh, they said it's a, a bit more of an eccentric song, but also separately. So watching the the, the track by track video, uh, they all said they liked the song. They all liked the song a lot, and they were like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's not a single. I wouldn't say it's the best song on the record, but I really really like it. I really really enjoy it. It's a really fun song. Uh, and then to, to put that with like, yeah, but they almost cut it too. Like, hold on, where where are you at on that? Um, but I'm I'm glad they didn't. I, I do I do really really I, like I this feel song. Having having this this you know several times um in the in, well especially the last twenty four hours, um it feels to me off of the album closer to earlier work, this song specifically. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I I like I like a lot of the songs off of it, or you know, all of the songs off of it. But and it's 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 a little it's a little more sort of emo, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Which, even which even works. delirium, but, which is kind of the same. Not. Well, so I was gonna say, but, is that, is that like? But it also does sort of fit with with this record in a way that like sort of dis- disappear and delirium and hysteria and skin and bones yeah. all sort of you know seem to work together um, in a, in a very similar way as well. So. I, I, I really like I like that that you go from Pulp Fiction, which is which is great, track nine to Hysteria, and then Hysteria leads into Skin and Bones, which yeah. the end of Skin and Bones leads into Hysteria. And I'm not going back into um, ordering, which we've, we've talked about enough. Well, um, and also End of the Weekends, which is yeah, you know, oh, that's what I meant. End of the Weekends, yeah, um, yeah. That Skin and Bones that leads into the Weekends, and it feels it feels Hysteria to me feels like a really good break to bring you to skin and bones i'll I'll say yeah the the back half of this record is is really really good um you know it's 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 like that sort of the the you know the the first eight eight tracks of commit this to memory that works so well you know attractive day through lg flawed Mm -hmm. and and not not that the not that the back songs aren't aren't good and i really love especially hangman and hold me down um but it's one of those things of like you know like how those those first eight songs of commit this to memory attractive day everything is all right when you're around resolution make out feel like rain make out kids time for fragile lg flawed all work really really well so sort of similarly <laughs> with my dinosaur life it, you you get sort of a similar feeling of pulp fiction into cubert into hysteria into skin and bones into the weekends yeah. of like yes this is really 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 well <laughs> not to bring up fucking sequencing again <laughs> this is really really well sequenced um and and these are all like uh, you know it's it's a good um it's a good collection of songs to, to work together in that way right yeah i, I agree completely um it's just also hysteria does still feel like more than other songs on the album um, and it might just be because of the presence of the Mo, like earlier work. Um, and like I think that a, yeah. I feel like well, I'm, I'm referencing that in, in context of maybe that's what they all, you know, like what they were all feeling with why they liked it was that it was. You know, I mean, different. honestly, I could I could definitely buy Hysteria on something like I Am the Movie. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's it's a little bit of a raw I, sound. The, you, got I, the... you know, I. The, the the production on this though like it, no it, it, the productions it, it the production is a little a little bit cleaner and, and crisper right. uh, obviously than something like I in the movie which was their first record right so like that uh, of course this 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 um, grimier so to speak yeah absolutely yeah kind of like um gosh what was it capital H um yeah of, like a cap like an early version of this might might be actually really really sick. Um, right exactly yeah i mean because also especially because because like i'm the movie is very like the final release is very similar to the non-final release um which was not recorded you know with a studio and a lot of those songs were written like even before that for kids for america and back to the beat like what f- four or five of, of the songs that are on i'm the movie were written for the eps there so like i yes obviously mm. there's going to be a little bit uh cleaner in uh in in this but i think uh you know i think i think you really get a lot of uh i, I really get a lot of that early feel that, that you're talking about and, and you're right a lot of it could be the moog right just 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 because there's so much moog in this and you haven't heard that much moog in a track since i'm the movie commit this to memory like even even and even if it kills me um which does have quite a bit of moog but it's it's a much like 
it's a much poppier sound, even mm-hmm. if it kills me more of, it's more of a power pop record than it is a pop punk record. Um, so my dinosaur life sort of goes back into some of that emo pop punk stuff that, uh, that you do when I'm moving to this to memory and hysteria, especially because you get that Moog. Um, anything else for instrumentation? That was really, that's really good insight. I, I totally agree. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about that myself. So I was just going to be what I'd say on so many songs. Just, yeah, I like, I like it. I like it. They're good it's at good. playing the instruments. The <laughs> music, it. the music is real good. <laughs> um, it's interesting actually. I, I also noticed um, uh, one thing, which was that um, in the live recordings, which we're not going to play any of because they don't do anything particularly interesting live. But you can notice more that uh, that Justin doesn't play the guitar in the verses, which is which mm-hmm. happens sometimes. You know, you get a little bit more more oomph out of it by having a second guitar in the chorus and not in the verses but there's also the fact that like he's singing a little bit faster than he normally does and you yes. know and there's, there's a lot of syllables that are fit into oh, each man I- into each beat you know tick tock switch switch up the fingers the silly is always on vacation uh i just couldn't figure out how to make the phone work so like i can totally sort of buy that like you know, he's a much better guitarist than i am obviously and and, and a better singer than i am but i can totally buy like the you know, just just trying to to do the finger movements at the same time as singing so many syllables in one. <laughs> like it's it's easy when it's when it's very basic guitar stuff that you can just sort of like um, do it on muscle memory. You know, like if I'm just playing the same four chords over and over again, I can I can do an Eminem song fast. But uh, but with something like this, where it's where it's a little bit more of a complicated uh, guitar part, not a super complicated guitar part, but a slightly complicated guitar part uh, with a complicated vocal part. It's interesting that it's that's only Josh is playing guitar while Justin is just standing there, guitar hanging around his neck, singing, and then once the chorus comes in, he starts playing along. You you um, I, yeah he he does sing it faster I I just yeah it's it's like it's like another thing like oh then, yeah of course of course like I notice it but I don't notice it like well, yeah like particularly particularly stuff like I hum myself to misery and wish these words that get my pillow like there's a lot there's a lot of syllables in like four beats there <laughs> like yeah. it really like it you know. It, it's not like particular like crazy fast, but it is like just a lot fitting into a small portion, which is not something that they normally do. It's yeah. not something you hear a lot from Justin. Um, so it's interesting that they, that they did that different here. Um, speaking of the lyrics, let's talk a little bit about the lyrics. Um, Justin in the uh, track by track called it a crush song, um, which sort of makes makes a lot of sense, right? Like it's the, the hysteria in question uh like I, you know if it were anybody else but you i would not be afraid of total calamity of the choices i've made like if it were anybody else but but the girl you're crushing on you'd be able to make that phone call right the tiktok sweat switch up the fingers silly integers always on vacation i can't remember the phone number the silly yep. integer you know couldn't figure out how to make the phone work even since the phone work it would be much easier to make this phone call if it wasn't something that i was crushing on um no different from the others cyclical pattern how myself to misery wish these words against my pillow like i just i can't make that call uh yeah rip scripts slash burn up the courage like replaying your head what am i gonna say hey i like you hey what's up girl like rip scripts burn up the courage <laughs> like i actually it's funny i was watching um 
uh, New Girl yesterday, yeah. and they said that that happened in like I mean obviously it happens in lots of sitcoms, but it just it just so happened in an episode of New Girl where where Schmidt is trying to tell like trying to figure out how to tell Cece that he likes her. Uh, and he's just like, hey, hey, boo, you know you're my boo, right? <laughs> so, so, like, uh, so, like I, can, I can buy it. And then, yeah, I wish I hadn't been so damn obscure. I just tried too hard for the perfect word score. Like, that definitely seems like, okay, I'm trying to write out what to say. And, and maybe what I'm saying is, like, just gets too into the weeds into itself. Very Justin. Uh, very Justin thing. It's a very, I mean, it's, it's all very Justin. Yeah. Um, when I was when, you, I was, when I was well, when I was looking this up, first of all, um, well, I, I have something to say on the song meanings page. We can get to that. Um, I, I wondered if that Tawny Yellowcat now, the, the Courage Tawny Yellowcat Courage is Cowardly Lion, right? But yeah. I wondered if that was something. If Tawny Yellowcat was like referential to something else, and it popped up that Tawny like that those combinations of words seems to be like something that crossword writers like to use like large tawny feline showed me a lot of crossword results and i know that's not you know like those are kind of crossword perfect word scores scrabble but that still seems a little no but i, I buy that i buy it as being like a similar sort of like i, concept. I, I guess yeah. I, I i can buy that justin both like does crosswords and or is really good scrabble. at scrabble sure and yeah. um could be you know reading completely different into what seems to be the more obvious top top response but that's just a, a connection i noticed between tony no, I mean, I, 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 yeah I, I totally buy the um the a little bit of both right yeah i i don't i don't know that that from crosswords i haven't played the crossword in a little while i used to play them a lot um but i my new york times crossword trial ran out and i didn't want to pay for more um, but uh, but I buy it. I, I I I it makes sense. Sorry, you said you had something to say about the song meanings page too. Oh yeah, there's there's a really great comment on the like genuinely good insight on the on the song meanings page. Are you talking about from uh, Serve and Volley? Yes. The song's about anxiety, a familiar theme in the lyrics about the anxiety of trying to call a girl, which, yeah, basically is, is, is what I was saying as well. Uh, Kenner bring his fingers to dial the phone number. Integers on vacation refers to the numbers, and despite him knowing there's no logical reason for him to not go through with it, the anxiety is paralyzing. You can tell it's a girl. If it was anybody else but you, I would not be afraid. That is the one causing the hysteria. Tony Yellowcat refers to a lion, alluding to courage, always being on vacation, which is, I mean, that's a, that's a great read, right? Like a Tawny Yellowcat, lion, courage, obviously Wizard of Oz. Um, trying to write for the perfect words card, trying to come up with what to say on the phone. When you get nervous, you try to plan out the conversation ahead of time. Panic drives him to, to drink a little J&B, uh, which is uh, whiskey or scotch, I think. Scotch whiskey. In the end, he wishes she could initiate something, loosen him up, get him off the ground. Uh, many times, the way anxiety afflicts someone is not a way that cannot hold a conversation, but it's initiating a conversation. It's the most terrifying thing. Once you get into it, everything is fine. You can just relax. Uh, yeah. Although, somebody said these are the official lyrics, and this says a little chain in people, reckless like an effigy, which doesn't make nearly as much sense. I don't know what a little chain in people would mean. I was just, I was just looking at him like, what? Yeah, I think it's, I think it is a little J and B wrestles like an effigy, um, but that, that's why I was trying to pull out the digital booklet, uh, which because I, I bought it on iTunes as well, um, and I cannot 
seem to find. I don't know. A little J and B wrestles like an effigy. <sighs> a little J and B wrestles like an effigy. Like, get a little whiskey in me and I'm restless like an effigy. But wrestles like an effigy doesn't make sense. No, but he definitely says wrestles like an effigy. That one's clear. Sometimes it's hard to hear what Justin's saying, but wrestles like an effigy. But a little chain and people restless? What does that mean? A little J and B for restless leg. A little J and B for restless leg and effigy? And effigy? A little what chain. Is, a little J and B for restless leg and effigy? Restless leg makes sense. J and B for restless leg, right? I'm restless, get a little bit of whiskey in me, and I'm not as restless. Effigy. Is there a weird, obscure, like if someone was going to know an obscure definition of effigy, it would be. No, I mean, I buy it, but yeah. A sculpture, a model of a person made in order to be damaged or destroyed as a protest or expression of anger. Restless leg and effigy. I don't know. I don't know, man. I a little J and B for restless. I feel leg. like when I was first listening to the song, I thought he said everything, which he definitely doesn't say. I don't know. A little J and B for restless leg does make sense. Yeah, a little J and B for restless leg and effigy, or or in a effigy? little J and B for restless leg in effigy. Maybe like you're burning your restless leg in effigy. I don't know. That's tough. I cannot tell. I, I we're also not a hundred percent sure what he's saying. So like right. maybe we're mishearing something. But I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and see if and see if he responds. He's definitely not gonna respond before the end of the show. But uh, follow us at Motion City Pod on Twitter to see if he ever responded to us. Uh, it, it almost and it's definitely not. Okay, hold on. It almost sounds like he's saying apogee, which is I associate it as like the astronomical term, um, which is the point in the orbit of a moon or satellite which is furthest from the Earth. But actually, the first form of the definition is the highest point in the development of something, a climax or culmination. A little J and B for restless leg and apogee. apogee? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. That's that seems. If that's a lyric, that is fantastic and cheese. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> at apogee for restless leg at apogee. I mean, that makes sense. It does. I mean, that's. <laughs> that's I wish. Be, I be, wish it'd be a wild lyric if it if that is what he says. I wish any version of my dinosaur life that I owned, I own it digitally. I have the CD. I have the record. And uh, none of them have lyrics in them. <laughs> they are all lyric free. However, there was a LP set, like a limited edition LP set that they sold, uh, I think back in, like, back in 2010. And that had a lyric booklet. And here it is. Straight from Justin, a little J and B for restless leg in effigy. Okay. So I'm very confused still. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. A little J and B for restless leg in effigy. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I got nothing. But then again, then again, he wishes he hadn't been so damn obscure and just tried too hard for the perfect word score. So he's, maybe he's it's being, like... He's being pretty damn obscure. <laughs> maybe he's being damn obscure and trying too hard for the perfect word score. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I, 
I can't I can't figure it out. Um like I guess burning that leg in effigy, like the J and B burns the leg in effigy, the wait, rest wait, wait, of it goes is, away. Is leg, is leg a sling for something? Well not like restless leg, right? Like yeah, but is that like, I mean saying is is there is that like is there layered meanings there? Um Burning a leg. Urban dictionary says simply another word for a hoe. So I doubt it. I <laughs> don't think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I get that the J and B like makes the restless leg go away, sort of like burning it in effigy. I can buy that. Oh, that it's nice. weird though. Yes. It's weird. Uh let's move on though. So that's that song meaning uh with it's pretty clear, unless unless you had any other thoughts. No. no. Cool. Um then uh then I think it's time for covers. And we only found one cover. Um I also like I while I was waiting for Jake uh, to to join the call, did a little bit of a cover type thing, um, which I would play, but I think I actually can't because I didn't save it, and I'm using the same program to record. So maybe maybe we'll close with it, and Jake won't ever hear it until he listens to the show, which he doesn't do. So Jake will never hear it. The synth. Um, <laughs> but uh, we did find this synthesia cover uh, on YouTube, uh, so I'm gonna play a little bit of that here. Sometimes I wish that the all these people who just like did synthesia covers just like played piano instead. Uh, to oh, me, you the, mean the like most actually played it. Like actually, play, the most interesting synthesia covers to me are the ones that are like literally could not be played by a human being. Where there's like <laughs> fourteen keys being played at once, like it couldn't ha- actually happen. Um, otherwise, it's just like, yeah, man, you did a you did a good job at transcribing how you would play this on piano. Now learn piano. <laughs> Which is, uh, I mean, I don't play piano either, but like, well, I, I, um, I, this is a, this is a, this is a good attempt at it. I, you know, I think they captured a lot, but like, there's, you know, clear moments where they're, yeah, off, well, off the there's, mark. there's something where, where it's clear, like this could actually be played by a person, right? Which is, which is nice. Like, if somebody used this synthesia cover to learn to play the song, that would be neat. Um, although on the other hand, one of the things that they also do is. They they're playing the vocal line on the piano, um, and it would be a little more interesting if they could they could have you know the bass notes the the melody and then the vocal line being sung, um, yeah, as opposed to like okay clearly this is this uses two hands right so okay that's that's how many hands a human being has, um, <laughs> for the most part um, so uh, so it it makes sense that's how somebody would play this if they're playing the melody like the vocal melody and either the bass parts or the melody at the same time. But like, you know, it would be nice to have like what the left hand playing the bass parts, the right hand playing the, the Moog part, the do, 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 do. And then a human being singing. <laughs> um, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. Respect the, you know, respect the work. They, they, they did a, you know, a, a, as good of a job as they could. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple little hiccups in some places where, oh, yeah. like, there's definitely, like, just a discordance that's, like, uh, 
maybe they like maybe yeah, well, they're it like works. they're off yeah they're all, they're on the wrong they're on the wrong key yeah yeah we're like it was it's like it's, it's not it's rare it's just like it's the the vocal melody part the i think the, the the green keys and the red key are not exactly like they're a little bit discordant and it's like that doesn't sound like how it's supposed to it, it, it's i don't even know it sounds how it's supposed to sound it's just like not a pleasant sound to the ear um but yeah that's that's it that is the cover here I, i'll play <laughs> i'll play a little i'll do it i'll just do a live fuck it we'll do a live hell yeah uh <laughs> here we go all right it's uh Shit, shit. <laughs> hysteria, hysteria, it's happening again. I fall apart, I fall apart, I'm back where I began. If it were anybody else but you, I would not be afraid. A total calamity, the choices I've made. There, that's it. <laughs> That's all I learned. I learned that in like the 20 minutes before Jake showed up or 10 minutes before Jake showed up. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was great. Um, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's also not perfect. It's, it would be, it would be better if, uh, a, I was better at guitar or B, I had somebody else playing guitar or C, I learned it in more than 10 minutes, <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. It's all right. Um, it's a good song. Yeah. I think that's it. I think I think all we gotta say is that it's a it's a good song. Yeah, I like the song. I'll say so. So I, I'll 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 reveal here. So we didn't. Jake all the other. I think Jake preferred delirium. No, I know um, this, is, this is fine too. I, I said I feel like with the first message, I'm like either hysteria or delirium. Yeah, the first message said either hysteria or delirium, and then and, but anyway, uh, I what what I was gonna say was so uh, we also couldn't find a cover of delirium at all, including a synthesia cover. Um, and delirium is so like bass heavy and i don't have a bass that i was like you know what i'm going to get a bass at some point so let's wait to do delirium until i get a bass and then i can do a cover that i feel okay doing as opposed to just you're gonna get a like guitar a bass acoustic cover. guitar i might get a bass acoustic or i might get like a proper bass and then just like just like you know record it the regular way um i have a, i have an electric guitar too i just regularly play the acoustic um just because it's it's more fun to play in the bedroom alone than than you know to get go and hook it up to my amp downstairs. Also, my amp sucks. Um, all right, that is it. I think. Right? Do we have anything else? Um, talked about the. They're like two live versions, and that's. I mean, they're good, but it's it's just it's. It's nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing really special with them. There's one that Justin forgets the lyrics in, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, nothing really. Um, Cool. Then, uh, then I think that's it for this episode of Motion City Podcast. Is this a short one. This feels like a short one. It is a short one. Um, I thought we had more to say. Like, I feel like we, I feel like we packed a lot into a short episode. It's because uh, it's because we didn't spend an, a lot of time talking about other bands and <laughs> talking about so anyway, what I enjoy, but but going over your hijinks at AMC. <laughs> we did a little bit of hijinks uh just didn't just didn't make it in the episode um we uh, uh we didn't mention there's a muse song called hysteria which has a lot of yes. covers um and also a deaf leopard song called hysteria yes. which they in in the my dinosaur life track by track they like 
uh, Justin, Matt, and Tony all made jokes about. Like, Justin's like, yeah, we want to, like, so this one's a, a Def Leppard cover. <laughs> and it's like, does everyone else make that joke? And then cut to Matt making that joke. And then cut to Tony like, yeah, man, everyone's making Def Leppard jokes when I broke my arm, and I got kind of sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Fantastic. Yeah, that was it's fun. I didn't I didn't listen to either. I listened to a little bit of the Muse song. Somebody mentioned in the song meetings that that the Moog line sounds a little bit like the line in the Muse song, and it sounds a little bit like it, not like crazy like it, but I could totally understand listening to them back to back of being like, yeah, I can see how this song might have inspired this song a little bit, but I don't even know if anybody in Motion City is a Muse fan. So <laughs> clearly, Def Leppard fans though. <laughs> um, cool. That is gonna do it for this episode of Motion City Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Motion City Pod. Jake is at The Borderline. Uh, I am at Kuhan. Uh, you can follow the band on Twitter at Motion City Music individually. You can find their Twitters fairly easily and their Instagrams and such. Uh, Justin tweets less than he used to. I feel like Justin used to tweet a whole hell of a lot. Uh, and then suddenly he's at home and tweeting a lot less. I feel like that's weird. Um, I got better things to do. Yeah, I mean, he's got a daughter. <laughs> so it's probably, you know, <laughs> spending time with his family like a weirdo. <laughs> um, if you want to uh, follow... Uh, oh, uh, Josh, is, it's Chudy on Twitch. And uh, Tony has Bizarre Albums, which is anywhere you can find fine records, find podcasts. Uh, he talks about less than fine records. And fine records sometimes. Um, that'll do it for this episode of Motion City Podcast. Until next time, we're going to burn this restless leg in effigy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>